Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host here, Jamal Lawrence. What's up? What up, what up? We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the Colts Cast. You'll find all of our updates, episodes, anything we talk about on there. Jamal, are you ready to get in some Indianapolis Colts content? Always ready. Always. Let's get it. On today's episode, we will touch on our new defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, and what impact this will have on our defense. So, Gus Bradley. Matt Eberflus has left us for a head coaching position with the Bears. Sad to see him go. I think he did pretty pretty good job with our defense uh, last year. But what we're getting with Gus Bradley, let's see. So he was the Raiders defensive coordinator in 2021. He was also the Chargers defensive coordinator from 2017 to 2020. He received, I believe, a three-year contract extension after he his defense only allowed 17 points per game, which was the third fewest in the NFL that season. So he's had he's had opportunities and he's he's made the most out of them. Uh, Jaguars head coach from 2013 to 2016 did not have one winning season. That uh, <laughs> yeah. head coaching gig did not work out for not him. Not too good. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he did come to fame, and probably why he did get his uh, head coaching job with the Jaguars was as a defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks from 09 to 2012. That's when they had the Legion of Boom, Deadly Secondary, um, Cam Chancellor, Brian Maxwell, Richard Sherman, Earl Tom. Y'all, y'all know we're, we're not going to go through all that. But they popularized the trend of cover one and cover three defenses. I think Dan Quinn was out there as well with Pete Carroll. But that was the defensive schemes that became popular during the Legion of Boom era. But what I want to touch on is probably his most recent gig as the Raiders defensive coordinator. I saw as far as opponents' points per game allowed, they were 26th in the NFL with 25.8. They allowed, they were pretty average on their rushing defense for 112.6 yards. That that is number 16 in the NFL. Passing was a little better. They only allowed 223 yards per game, and that was number 12 in the NFL. But one eye-popping statistic that I saw was opponent uh, red zone scoring percentage. So this is just counting touchdowns. They allowed a touchdown on 77.08% of red zone scoring opportunities. That's dead last in the NFL. Yikes. That's the concern. That's... I mean, 77% of the time a team drove on the Raiders into the red zone, they scored. So what do you think about Gus Bradley and kind of what he brought from the Raiders? Well, we're going to talk about that, uh, like you said, that elephant in the room for that 77%. That makes me a little scared. You know, we we don't, we can't, we can't be in a situation where we're letting teams get to the red zone because three out of four times they're going to score. That that means offense has to be kicking it. Um, Yeah. But. I, I think that is something where we can definitely – I think that our defense, as long as it's healthy, we should be able to stop that. Uh, I, As far as it goes for Gus himself, I don't think he is a huge difference or a difference maker from what we've had. Kind of based off those stats you were telling, we're, they're kind of all over the place, some being in the top ten and then some being dead last. So we're kind of all over the board with that. So when I think of him – 
I think he's just kind of a place filler for Matt Eberflus. I don't necessarily see him coming in and being a game changer for us. Like you kind of touched on earlier, I know that Legion of Boom defense was something serious. That kind of helped Seattle go on to that Super Bowl win a couple years later. But I don't think he's really done much since then. I don't think a lot has changed or he's made a huge difference since being in Las Vegas. So I don't really see that translating over to him being better with us out here in Indianapolis. But we'll kind of go through all his pros and cons and and kind of make a overall decision. You, you can judge your own opinion off that. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried. Just uh, the the Raiders' defense, they weren't all that great, especially in the red zone. That that's really so. It, if they got to the red zone, they're scoring seventy seven percent of the time on Gus Bradley's defense. That's a little worrisome. That's not even a field goal. These are just touchdowns. So that's. I, I think that's a little concerning. Um, I mean, they allowed a lot of points per game. It's it's just I'm hoping it was because of a lack of talent. Yeah. Because Colts have all of that. I mean, we have pro bowlers at every position group on defense. So I, I think he's stepping into a good program, and I think he can make the most out of it. But as we were talking about, with the cover one and cover three scheme. So cover one, that's going to be man coverage, single high safety, uh, just one deep defender. A very simple defense. I think our, our corners and, and safeties are going to be fine with that. I I, th- I even think cover three is is relatively simple too. It's just going to be three deep safeties or two corners and a free safety. So I, I don't think he's going to bring too much complexity to our defense. Um I think Matt Eberflus used more four three base packages. Mm-hmm. I think Bradley uses more four three three four. He, he mixes it in, but I know he he runs cover three a lot of the time, right? Yeah, he does. And I think kind of what you're saying, it with our defense, it'll definitely we have the skilled players to where I think it can make it look good. What I like to see our players kind of have a little more freedom, or even playing some man because I trust. I trust every cornerback we have. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, having some press or going straight man instead of kind of flying out into their zones, mainly because with that cover three, of course, we're going to have some weaknesses. Anything going in the flats or in the seams, that's going to be that's going to be dangerous. So we look at those Derrick Henry's. If we have Derrick Henry going in the flat or we look at these, we look at the Travis Kelsey's going up the seam. I understand that we should have somebody there in that zone and our players are skilled and athletic enough to be there, but it just, it kind of scares me because there is some exposure that's in there, but I maybe, maybe that's something he'll work on, or maybe that's something where if we get exposed in an early game, it shouldn't happen against Houston or, or Jacksonville, but in the event it does, I think that's a perfect time for him to kind of take a step back and see, as you mentioned, do we want to flip flop maybe to the back to three, four or see what we have going on. Yeah, I think he has the ability to adapt. Um, I know he didn't blitz a lot last year. I think you were talking about on a previous episode. It's not necessarily he's anti-blitz, but if the game plan calls for it, he'll do it. Uh, He just doesn't blitz a lot. So it sounds like he has the ability to adapt, which I think is very good. Yeah, and talking about that blitz, like you mentioned, he it's been he's he said it in plenty of press conferences that it's something where he will do it if he feels necessary. And I do think that it is necessary, especially when we look at our defensive line that we have. We 
have an awesome defensive line. We pick, you know, we picked up Yannick Ngakwe, who's been with him since he was in Jacksonville. So you tell me you got to feel comfortable having somebody like him in the game with you. He's ready to learn, ready to learn with DeForest and ready to learn with Quiddy Pay. So I would love to see that blitz percentage pick up a little bit this year. Looking back at when he was with Las Vegas last year, they only blitz on 75 coverage snaps out of the entire season. And when we when we look at that, they had 35 total sacks in the season, which is just two less than we had last year. And one of our biggest gripes we had all season long was pressuring the quarterback. We're not getting back there. We're not sending enough linebackers. We're, our defensive line is not being productive enough. So I'm really hoping that he will use the blitz to his advantage and not so much just kind of keep it in your back pocket for when you think it should be, but to build confidence because we can't, teams aren't going to be afraid if we don't go out and show them that we're not afraid to come for the ball. And, and as we talked about in previous episodes with our defense, people like Darius Leonard, a turnover machine, we know that he he's not afraid to go get the ball. We know he can punch it out for any time. So I would like to see that blitz up a little bit this season. Yeah, like you said, it sounded like you said our pass rush was a little weak. Um, we weren't getting after the quarterback. That's probably why we did go pick up uh, Yannick Ngakwe. So I'm glad he's coming from a system that was just under Gus Bradley. It's it's good because he's going to know exactly what he's working with. And I, I think one of the things that drives his system is this LEO position that I've been reading about. Mm-hmm. And what is the LEO, you might ask? Uh, it's just going to be a weak side defensive end in any of the defensive hybrid schemes they'll typically be out in a wide nine position they can be in a two-point stance as well but basically you're you're going to beat that tackle you're going to beat that tight end with speed and explosiveness that's what they're doing not just overpowering that lineman it's it's going to be speed and unique Ngakwe has lined up as that leo before he has position uh he has i'm sorry he has experience in that position in las vegas so I'm wondering if Quiddy Pay is going to be in that position as well because I believe Quiddy Pay is a little quicker. But as long as they're fast enough to beat that tackle or tight end, I think we're going to get that get at the quarterback more. And it, I I'm hoping to see a jump in our pass rush. Yeah, I I agree. All right, so kind of what we were talking about when it comes to our overall defense, I think the biggest thing that scares me, and I'm going to just kind of go down my pros and cons list for us, but looking. At last year's stats for us, we were the 10th overall defense, and they were ranked 26th overall. I would like to think that we still stay that high. I was actually looking at a uh, projection here just a little while ago, and it had us right now preseason ranked at 11th. So not bad. We dropped down a little bit. I honestly think that that drop was maybe... Yeah, I really think that drop is only because we did pick up a new defensive coordinator, so we're going to have to... Not unfortunately, but on paper, you know, typically it takes a little while for them to get to know everybody and you don't know what other coaches are going to be turning over and try not to get a preconceived notion of everybody. So I think it takes a little bit to get the get all the cogs and the wheel turning. But I think that with us having everyone come back, plus the additions of our new people we have coming in. Honestly, I, I feel like we can be better than that. I think that we should be pretty good to be a, a 10 or a even higher or I should say closer to one than that but just looking at some of the pros for us and as we were just talking about with that leo position he focused on the d-line he expects him to be on the ball every play um one big thing that we talked about was getting to the quarterback 
They finished fourth in quarterback hits last year, the Raiders, and eighth in pass rush last year. So they were getting back there, and they were hitting the quarterback. It just wasn't before they got rid of the ball, but the pressure was definitely there. Yeah. I think with our – yeah. So I'm hoping that this year we can at least turn that around and, and we get back there and get some hits. Uh, you know, we have a stack D-line from our people we've already had on our team to our new draft picks and the free agents that we picked up. Now, talking about some of the cons here for us, going back to that cover three, as I mentioned earlier, of course, we're going to have exposures in the flats and the seams, so that can be dangerous in some of our games. Uh, And as we talked about a little earlier as well, that no team blitz less than the Raiders did. So that's that's a little scary to me. And actually, I think one of the cons, too, was what one of my pros were when we talked about them having the fourth and quarterback hits and eighth and pass rushing. Like you said, it's great that we're getting back there, but that means that the job wasn't getting completed. And I feel like with quarterbacks, with today's quarterbacks, one of the biggest things they can do well is extend the play. We know Josh Allen can extend the play. We know Russell Wilson can uh, extend the play. So if we're not getting to them and getting them down, then that means that we really have to rely on that cover three zone to just really be holding down the fort. Because once that quarterback starts scrambling around, if we have any linebacker commit, and starts running towards the quarterback, then boom, their zone is now free, and you got someone running across the middle of the field to get a quick first down or a huge gain. So I think that's one thing that kind of scares me when it comes to that cover three. But again, I think that's something where as long as we're getting to the quarterback and and getting them down or at least making them make a bad throw as opposed to getting a chance to scramble out of the pocket, we should be okay. Yeah, I... I completely agree with these quarterbacks being able to extend plays. We have Russell Wilson coming into AFC. Matt Ryan just came in, of course. But we got we got to play Lamar Jackson. Well, we may have to play Lamar Jackson. Um, Deshaun Watson is back. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Joe Burr. Uh, yeah, these... These are really good quarterbacks, and it, it, it's going to be a struggle. But I'm I'm hoping we can we can get to them. I agree. I I hope so too. And like you said, every quarterback you just mentioned, though, they have wheels. They can, they can turn out and and they can make yeah. a play or they can run the ball. So, uh, really hoping that we can focus on keeping them contained. And the last con I have, I just want to touch on, are the low number of takeaways that the Raiders had last year. They had 16 total takeaways, so that put them at number 29 in the league versus us, who we came in with 33 and number two in the league, only behind Dallas. So I I know that none of our players are going to slow down from their takeaways or Darius Leonard's. He's not going to stop punching the ball out. But I'm hoping that we aren't too passive with this new defense and it doesn't allow them to kind of be as free to try to go for those takeaways. I know that they're going to do a good job of everybody getting to the ball. Like we said, we have pro bowlers in every position um, or excuse me, in every level of our defense. But I just hope that with their defense only having 16 takeaways, whatever schemes he brings in, it doesn't hinder us from getting a chance to take the ball away this year. No, and I we added Stefan Gilmore, who you know I, I've praised highly about. There ain't nothing stopping him from getting an interception, man coverage by himself on these tough coverages of these great receivers. I mean, he's going to have to line up against Devontae Adams, just stuff like that. It's it's going to be crazy to see. But no, I I, I think we'll still be we – may, we might not be number two in the league, but top ten, still see it. Yeah, 
I agree with that. I, I'm hoping that we have another big season. Just come out strong. Shoot, if anything, we got two our first two games is a great chance for defense to make sure we're we're firing on all cylinders against the, the Texans and the Jaguars. So two free wins. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully I don't jinx it, but two free wins. <laughs> Freebies. Yeah, so just kind of wrapping up everything about Gus. I think as long as our defense remains healthy. I predict a a better season than what we had last year defensively and not so much because of Gus, but as we talked about earlier, we have these star players coming back and the new weapons coming in. I'm excited to see Blackman get back on the field. I'm excited to see Gilmore out there. I'm excited to see um, Ngakwe out there. I, I It's something to look forward to. I really feel that as long as we can stay healthy, the defense will flourish this year. Availability is the best ability. So I completely agree with you, Jamal. If we can stay healthy, our our defense is going to be rock solid, even with a new defensive coordinator. He's going to have the ability to adapt third, fourth quarter. We're down 10 points, you know, something like that. He's going to keep the defense in check. Not tough schemes to run, fairly simple. We have the, the athletic players and talent of our secondary to keep up. That's all. That's all that really matters, man. It's worked out for us, just being physical always yes. worked out but that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Colts cast i want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast today we will be releasing episodes every monday and friday mornings go ahead and follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify or any platform you use to listen to podcasts we'll be back on friday to give you some more indianapolis Colts content take care everyone be safe have a great week <laughs>